Welcome to Heart to Heart Conversations, the podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Etzel, and together we'll get out of our heads and into our hearts. These deep and meaningful conversations are meant to crack open our hearts, expand our worldview, and cultivate compassion. I truly believe world peace and unity of all people is possible, and it all starts with a heart-to-heart conversation. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Heart to Heart Conversations. This episode is technically part two. We had part one a couple weeks ago with Kendall Merritt, and it was activating your light through soul-centered sexuality. And this week, we are coming back for pleasure as a practice with Kendall. And Kendall is an absolute gem. I absolutely love her. Um, and I just can't get enough of her. So I just wanted to share even more of her message with you and have her on. Um, so enjoy. And before we get into it, I'm going to read a review that Adam Rubin left for me on my podcast. It's titled Such a Gem. As Marissa's coach and friend, I'm deeply honored by her hard work in bringing this podcast to life and excited to see all the souls this message will impact. She is up to big things. Highly recommend following her journey and tuning in. Oh my gosh, this is such a throwback because Adam posted this um, review November of 2020. And I remember when he and I were in conversation and talking about how, you know, like it's a dream of mine and like I would like to do a podcast and um, and here it is. It's real. It's happening. And so thank you, Adam, for all of the love. Um, thank you for just supporting me in all of my endeavors. Adam is such a great human being. I'm so grateful to have him in my life. And um, I love it when people leave reviews and just leave their positive comments and feedback for me so be sure to go ahead and click the five stars leave a review um it means a lot to me in in this building phase of my podcast um and also a heads up i'm currently in hawaii and um if you've been following me on social media my instagram is at marissa.etzel m-a-r-i-s-a dot e-t-z-e-l-l all lowercase and my facebook is Marissa Etzel. And uh, I am going to be doing a solo episode in May. And so if if you have any questions or things that you'd like me to talk about regarding Hawaii or the travel nomad lifestyle or just post-grad life, um, really, I'm, I'm open. I'm open to it all. So submit your questions. Go ahead and DM me. Send me a message via Instagram or Facebook. And I'm going to write them down and um, answer as many as I can. So I love you all. I'm sending you all just warm, positive vibes from Hawaii. And yeah, enjoy this episode. And I hope to hear from you guys soon. Until the next episode. Bye. Hi, friends. We are back for another heart to heart conversation. And my amazing, beautiful, gorgeous friend, Kendall Merritt is joining us. And she has such a powerful, potent story. I can't wait for you all to hear it. And she has her own podcast, Soul Saturations. And we've just, I feel like it's such divine alignment that we found each other. And I see 
so much of me in you. And I just am so grateful that you have led the way as far as soul centered sexuality goes. Like, thank you for being a huge role model and mentor in this area, Kendall. Mm, My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, my dear. Mm. So you have a special little gift for us. Is that right? Yes, I would love to guide everyone through a pleasure meditation. So I like to say setting the mood and honoring the woo of all things. So when we really start to get into soul-centered sexuality, everything is energy. And so just to take a moment to honor the physical container of you and tap into that beautiful energy flowing through you and around you is where we'll go. Hmm. Yes. So, I mean, if you're listening maybe even light a candle, lay Mm. down, do what you need to do to get into that space of no distraction and just to drop in and meditate for you. Mm, Yes. So if you are able to close your eyes and come into the present moment, as you take a few deep breaths, allow yourself to fully arrive here, right here, right now. As you let the cells in your body start to quiet and start to settle, just notice what's around you. Maybe notice the temperature in the room, any sounds surrounding you. If you're outside, maybe feel the sun on your face or imagine what that warm glowing feeling feels like. And just start to notice your body. This is your sacred temple your temple of pleasure. This is your physical container that holds the beautiful spiritual energetic being that you are. And as you take a moment to connect with your physical body, just send so much gratitude for your beautiful physical being of holding you in this space and in this life. As you breathe deeply, I want you to think about expanding your breath And I want you to expand your breath past your chest, past your belly, all the way down into your sex center. Feel those delicious inhales filling you up with so much pleasure. And as you exhale, lift your pelvic floor and run that energy up your spine. Feel the beautiful tingling sensation run up your spine, up your crown and through your being. Take a few more deep breaths. Think about inhaling and expanding into your sex center and exhaling and lifting that energy up your crown. Take one more deep breath. Now, as you start to notice this energy flowing through you, I want you to find the pleasure in your body. Connect with it. Maybe you want to sway gently in your seat. Maybe you want to rub your fingertips together. Maybe dance your fingers across your skin or twirl your fingers in your hair. As you breathe into this delicious pleasure, know that this is normal, natural, and a part of your divine human experience. You have pleasure accessible to you in all time in all places. You just have to be noticing of what's in front of you. 
As you breathe into this pleasure, again, focus on gratitude for this physical body to hold you. And know that this energy, your sexual energy flowing through you is not separate from any other energy on the planet. And as you connect with this, know that this energy is the bridge between the divine and your human experience. We are these beautiful, spiritual, energetic beings having a human experience and pleasure is the doorway to unlock every possibility that our soul desires. We call on gratitude to our guides for holding this container, holding this space and guiding us along our human experience so that we can experience radical transformation. We do this with so much love and so much gratitude. And so it is. Mm. When you feel ready, you can open your eyes and come back into the space. <laughs> mm, I'm like, drop the mic. We just end there. <laughs> <laughs> no words needed. <laughs> oh, thank mm. you. My pleasure. Wow. Mm, and that's just it. Like pleasure is our divine birthright and we have access to it always wow i kind of want to start there of just, okay <laughs> yeah we're, we're just we're just flowing with it we're, <laughs> i love it um maybe can you talk about maybe a time in your life where you didn't allow yourself to experience pleasure um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a big loaded question. And I think, you know, pleasure is our divine birthright and our experience that we have often through society, through life, through the way that we were raised, through the school or what we see on TV or whatever those experiences are. We don't often honor pleasure the way that we should. And pleasure has really, it is this beautiful divine doorway into our human experience. And so, you know, as I look back on my journey to get to me, get to get to be where I am today, you know, pleasure wasn't always at the forefront of my mind. And, you know, I have a, an image of myself, probably I was in high school and sure I was, you know, free spirited and fun and dropped into creativity and all the things, but I didn't really understand the power of my pleasure. And I think, you know, when we go through life at that point in time, I was seeking love. I was seeking connection. I was seeking depth, but I didn't consciously understand that. So at that time I was you know, connecting with all these different people. I was maybe running in circles with people who didn't fully honor me for who I was and what I, what gifts I had to bring to the world. And I was looking to fit in and stand out all at the same time. And so really looking for who am I, what is my unique gift to bring to the world and how do I really start to radiate love? But I didn't know what that was. And so when I was in high school, I had a 
lot of situations happening in my personal life through my family and situations between who my mother was married to and relationships that I was personally choosing and kind of a whole story of things, right? Everybody has our curriculum, our journeys, our experience. And so the way that I was trying to manifest and create love was by using my body to connect with people. Because I thought that if I could use my body to connect, that would be a way to feel love. So I was sleeping with people that I didn't really care about, that I wasn't really interested in. And when I was a freshman in high school, I found myself pregnant and I wasn't connected with the baby daddy. And I was a freshman in an all girls Catholic high school thinking, oh shit, what am I going to do now? <laughs> um, and that was one of those things where I was like, I was, I was experiencing pleasure, but I didn't know what pleasure was. I wasn't even, I was using my body as this vehicle, but I didn't really connect with the pleasure that was there. And so as I found myself pregnant as a freshman in high school, I was really given this divine gift of contrast and the ability to look at what my current experience was, what my current life was, and to say, is this what I want to experience? Is this what I want for my current reality or my future reality? And it gave me the opportunity to go deeper and to really find that source of power within and that source of pleasure. And it's not like getting pregnant, you just wake up and you're instantly conscious, like it doesn't happen overnight. And so it was really the catalyst for my journey. Um, I ended up having my daughter a week after my 16th birthday, um, talk about a sweet 16, and um, I put her out for open adoption, and I have a beautiful relationship with her today. Um, it's really kind of a mindfuck right now for me, actually, because she's 15 years old, the same age that I was when I got pregnant with her, and so she's a freshman in high school, and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's like that's where I was. And so it's such a gift to be able to be a support in her life and to be able to connect with her. And that really is the catalyst for a lot of the work that I do is to be able to give tools to adults as well as the future generation so that we can raise that next level of consciousness. So that next level of conscious lovers to be able to say, hey, your pleasure is sacred. How do you connect with it? How do you honor it? And so as I went through my journey, I finished high school, I went to college, I did all the things. I had this high powered, fancy corporate career where I was coaching executives and leaders and standing in front of the room of hundreds of people and working with global organizations and brand strategy and leadership development and revenue generation and what was so striking to me is throughout all of these leaders that I was working with, they were still missing that connection to pleasure and to their deeper levels of self and that higher purpose that they have as human beings. And so that was really the, that soul pull, that like calling from the heart to say, okay, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna shift? How am I gonna show up? And I knew that I had to bring forth all of these unique gifts and skills that I had to create a container for people to deeply connect with soul-centered sexuality, to really dive into 
what does pleasure mean and how do we connect with pleasure in a way that is going to honor us as these beautiful spiritual energetic beings how do i create relationships that are fucking thriving and beautiful and magical in all the ways so it's been a journey and it's just this beautiful gift that I feel so called to offer to the world and to be able to help other people create more pleasure in their life. Mm, yeah, I'm noticing this, not only pleasure, but also soul, like soul is woven into the thread of you and everything that you mm. do, just as heart is for me. And I find it interesting, you were talking about the contrast, you know, you're talking about early on in your high school years, how it's like, yeah, you were using your body to connect and sure the sexuality is there, but later on is when you infused the soul centered sexuality. Um, and so can you pinpoint like, what is the biggest difference when, when it's soul centered sexuality versus just sexuality for the, for the sake of sexuality? Oh, that's a great question. Um, to me, soul is our greater purpose, right? So if we think of our soul as this like energetic entity that is us on a higher spiritual plane, our soul is that, that guidance system, that intuitive wisdom and knowledge that is saying, this is your path. This is where you got to go. This is the lessons that you're meant to learn. And so I think that that fusion happens when we start to move with purpose. And so I always coach my clients on through three different lenses. The first is always, what's the purpose? Really tapping into that fuel, that fire, that passion, that motivation behind whatever thing we may be doing, whether that's your sexuality or your next job position you're going to choose. It's really starting to connect with what is the purpose in this thing and looking at why. The next piece is to look at your intentions. So how do you want to show up in this energy? How do you want to live your life? How do you want to be perceived by others? How do you want to perceive other people? What do you want your daily experience to feel like? And when we look at our intentions, it's the energetic ripple effects that we put into it. And it's how we affect others, but also how others are going to impact us as well. So getting super clear on the intentions of how we go about our daily life will start to allow us to make choices and actions that align with who we need to be. And then the last piece that I have people look through is the impact. What is the desired impact that you wanna make? So really starting to look at those results those things that you're going to actually experience. If you can be thoughtful about your purpose, be very clear on your intentions and how you want to show up. What is that desired impact that you're looking to make? And most people don't spend the time to reflect on the tiny moments. So if we can slow down and pause and start to say, how do I bring more purpose into every single moment in my life? How can I start to really connect with my intentions of something as simple as sending an email? If you're going to send an email, why are you sending it? How do you want, what are your intentions with that email? How do you want it to be read by the other person? What's your desired impact? We often spend so much time on our computers. We spend so much time in a disconnected space that we're not thinking about the impact of our actions and how we show up. So to me, soul is infusing all of that in every one of our choices and decisions. And when it comes to sexuality, it's starting to look at well, why do I want to connect with my sexuality? What does that mean? And 
what is that going to look like? And why the fuck does it matter? Right. And I think a lot of people are like, well, why would I think about sexuality any differently than I ever have? Sexuality is a, a means to an end, right? It's a way to procreate and sometimes experience pleasure. Not always, but if we can actually look at it and shift and say, well, if I can connect with my sexual energy for the purpose of it being that beautiful, creative life force energy, it now becomes something that I can use to tap in and magnetize creativity and passion in every area of my life. Okay, well, my intention in connecting with my sexual energy is to be confident and free-flowing and grounded in the present moment and authentic and just raw and real as a human being and to just show up as love in all forms so that the impact of connecting with my sexual energy is that I'm me. I'm totally rooted in who I am as a human being. I know who I need to be to reach that soul level evolution. And the actions that I choose are going to be in alignment with that because I'm so clear on my purpose and my intentions that the actions just come. So when we look at the results of what we're going to have in this lifetime, that's all just part of divine timing and plan. And we get to surrender into this beautiful state of receiving that is that higher level, soul level sexuality. And it all comes together to every other aspect of our life. I have a perfect example for this. And I would love to hear if you have an example to share too. But as you're speaking, I'm like, um, duh, of course I'm interviewing you for the podcast right now, because at the beginning of this year, my intentions for 2021 was to be my most confident, sexy, wild and free self. And I've noticed this shift for as far as the heart to heart conversations I'm having for the podcast, it is more centered around sexuality, spirituality, shame, all those juicy things. I'm like, it just makes sense. I put that intention out there and it's mm -hmm. like the energetic ripple effect that I put that out there. And then of course I'm attracting these people and wanting to have magnetizing these people to have these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let me flip it back to you and ask you a question then. So mm -hmm. from your space, what do you see as one of the big challenges or blocks for people to have this conversation more often? Mm. I, I think shame. I think mm. just the, the taboo aspect of like, oh, we don't talk about that. You know, like that only happens in the bedroom. And I mean, you see it in families, mm -hmm. like sex educa education happens at school. Yeah. Your parents might give you the birds and the bees talk, but, and I'm over here like, hello, if we don't talk about this, how else are we going to learn? Yeah. Yeah. I think shame is a huge piece, um, a huge block that people have to overcome when it comes to sexuality. And that's a piece to honor, right? It takes bravery. It takes courage to look at something that feels uncomfortable and to say, I don't know if I want this to be my experience. I think I want to feel something differently because just because it's been your belief or your experience and it's been something that you've believed to be true in the past doesn't mean that you have to continue to make that choice. If you want to choose a different reality or a different belief, you can. And it still takes giving that shame 
honor and respect for being a part of your journey and being a part of your story. And a lot of times when we get into looking at shame, it's tied to beliefs and different patterns that we've experienced in our upbringing. And as we start to dive into that, we said, well, where did that come from? Okay, maybe our parents had that belief too, that sex is something that you don't talk about in public, or it's something that you know, happens behind closed doors and nobody talks about it. Okay, well, where did that belief come from? And so these beliefs have had this generational cycle that it may not have even been their belief to begin with. It has been something that was passed down to them and passed down to them. And so when we start to have that courage to say, how do I start to look at sexuality through a different perspective, through a different lens in a different way, it takes a lot of courage to do that generational healing, to really reframe your experience and your reality to create your new beliefs, to pick up that new belief and say, this is what I choose to be true. And just because you believe something to be true in the past doesn't make it wrong. It's worked for you. It's kept you safe up until that point. But if you don't want that as your current reality, you have to make a choice to pick a new belief, to pick up a new tool so that you can create a reality that feels fucking expansive and beautiful and like opening to all the divine possibilities in your lifetime. Yes, 100%. And that's exactly why it's like I came to this point where it was like okay Marissa you get to choose you get to choose to stay small and stuck in that story and Mm -hmm. worried about what other people are going to think and oh no you know my church community is going to be like what's happening to Marissa she's she's going to hell (laughs) and living in sin (laughs) and then it was like yeah it was confronting those stories and being like oh you know what? I don't have to live into that. It does feel expansive and so freeing and liberating for me to show up as I am authentically and step into that confidence and mm-hmm. sexiness and wildness and freeness. And that doesn't mean that I'm no longer spiritual or that I no longer believe in a higher power. In fact, that might mean that it amplifies it. Totally. Yeah. I would say that our sexual energy is the quickest way to connect to God. And when we can tap into our sexual energy and meet ourselves, like really meet ourselves in our pleasure and to experience the depth that we are capable of, we connect with that limitless, boundless, godlike energy. And that's how we get this beautiful divine downloads and codes from source and spirit. And some of the most spiritual moments I've ever experienced in my life have been through tapping into my sexual energy and being able to allow myself to surrender, to be fully consumed by that energy. And that's, you know, we talk about devotion. We, if we look at spirituality and there's this devotion to God, to source, to spirit, you should have that same loving devotion to yourself and your own inner practice and your own inner energy, because we are made in the likeness of God, whatever that means to you. And so fucking honor yourself. And then once we can tap into that energy and experience the sacred spiritual experience of our sexuality, when, when we confuse that with our partners, that's where it really starts to magnetize and amplify and just get that much more potent and powerful in all senses of the word. It's just consuming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. So looking back at your younger self, and maybe even at your daughter who's 15 now, what is something that 
you wish you had known? I guess this is more asking like education and awareness wise. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Like what would you, what would you tell yourself? What would you, maybe you've told your daughter. Oh, well, stay tuned. There will be a book coming soon. Um, so one of my big goals, um, pen to paper has already started, but I, I'm, there's some massive transformation that's on the forefront. So, you know, it's all this beautiful unfolding thing. And I want to create a book that's targeted for children. So think two, four, six years old to be able to know the power of our sexual energy and to know the sacredness of our our sex lives, our sexual energy in all sense of the word. And so to be able to say, if you could grow up knowing this, to just have it be part of your experience, your knowing your own inner wisdom, to be able to say, well, of course, this is normal and natural and sacred and beautiful. So the book is a children's book, but it's targeted towards adults and parents. So it has questions and tools to be able to facilitate the container, to be able to have those conversations and to be able to create that kind of transformation and experience so that we can raise the next generation of conscious lovers, just, just honor and really connect with their sexuality and their sexual energy. Um, so there's a lot that I would say to that younger self, um, but that is something that is a big fuel for the work that I do. I look at my daughter and I'm like, oh my gosh, if she could know the wisdom that I know about sexuality, what choices would she make? If I look at myself, 15-year-old Kendall or 16-year-old Kendall and say, what choices would you make with this knowledge? Now, the thing that's magical about our human experience is you know, we can always have this information and this knowledge, but we always are going to have free will. So we're going to make our choices, whatever we're meant to make anyways. Um, but I think that if we can start to remove the, sh the shame and the judgment around sexuality, it then becomes this beautiful thing that we get to choose how we're going to honor it and say, if you want to masturbate, if you want to self-pleasure, that's a beautiful experience that you should have. Absolutely. Make time for that in your bedroom. Here's the sacred space, like protect it, honor it, and like, keep that sacred. Okay. If you want to start sharing your sexual energy with another person, why do you want to do that? What does that look like? And just being able to have a conversation and facilitate that, that openly will give more knowledge so that when you're a young adult, you can make the choices that feel in alignment to you. You're not feeling like you're making a choice to have sex with somebody because that's what cool kids do, or you feel like it'll make you feel good because you're sad. Whatever that may be, it's, it's giving you more knowledge and more open safe spaces to have those conversations and facilitate that learning and that growth. And the reason why the book that I'm writing is targeted to the parents and the adults is because we got to fix the lifetime of fucked up perspectives and beliefs that we have. It's like, shit, I don't want to have to, I'm 31 years old. I've had to unlearn 30 years of knowledge that hasn't been honoring myself. So if we can start with ourselves, then we get to raise the next generation with a, a fresh slate and like new opportunity to show up and have that experience. Beautiful. Oh, that whole thing. I, the word that kept coming up is 
empowerment. I mean, it is empowering when you have that knowledge and that awareness and that you honor your body and, and respect it for what it is like, thank you. I, you know, I'm, I just, I know it's still in the works, but I just couldn't be more excited because stay tuned. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I'm like, maybe we'll have to have like a, I don't know, a second conversation when your book comes Mm. out and promote it. So it, but it will be, you said it's targeted to the adults, but as far as length and everything, it's a children's book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. At least that's how it exists in, in the ethers (laughs) right now until it like manifest down into onto this plane we'll see what happens but <laughs> yeah that's yeah the initial thought because it could change we all know that yeah oh that's beautiful um so this might be shifting gears a little bit but when I think of you I I and your partner I just I love your rituals and just the boundaries that you have in place and if you could mm. open up and share a little bit more of what you've done to improve your communication and help with boundaries such that you have a thriving relationship. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful direction to go because people don't learn how to be in a thriving, healthy relationship. It's kind of this assumed thing like, oh, he's cute or she's cute. Okay, so like maybe there's a little bit of flirtatious energy. And so maybe you like go out on a date, maybe you kiss and maybe it feels good. And so maybe you go out on a second date and then all of a sudden you kind of find yourself in this relationship. You're spending all this time with this person and you're like, okay, what do I do now? I'm like, we're just expected to know what it's like to be in a healthy relationship, to have open, healthy communication and to really... um, be successful. And, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And if, again, if our parents aren't talking about it, I know for me, my parents divorced when I was little, but if I look at other relationships that I experienced in my lifetime, sure, there was healthy relationships, but it wasn't necessarily the type of soul-filling, thriving, intimate, passionate, delicious, consuming relationship that I want to have, nor do I want to set that example for my children. So, it takes some work to actually say, what is a healthy relationship? What does that look like? And to really start to think about what do you want it to feel like? What do you want that experience to look like on the day to day? Um, But there's a lot deeper levels to go into where we start to look at the dynamics between the masculine and feminine and creating polarity and all these different things that there, those are a lot of buzzwords right now. If you go on social media, it's like, oh, here's the divine masculine, here's the divine feminine, lean into the feminine, create polarity. And it doesn't feel deep enough. There's not enough authenticity and knowledge in that to be able to fully embody it. Embody is another fucking buzzword in social media today. It's like, oh, I'm going to be this embodiment coach. Okay, great. Do you even fucking know what embodiment means? (laughs) Like it's, obviously something I get kind of passionate about. And when I look at my partnership and my relationship, it has been a journey and it has been a journey through experiencing polarity to losing polarity to saying, okay, we got to reestablish a new container to say, what are those expectations that we have? What do we want this to look like and to feel like? And the biggest thing that we have together is to grow. We don't want to be stagnant. We're absolutely not settling for staying in one place or one position in our life because we're both growing businesses. We're both growing as individuals and we also want to grow together. 
So it takes identifying what do you want that to look like first. So some of the clear boundaries that we have set is we have a schedule that we try to maintain and honor so that we're spending time together and it's quality time where we can be fully present. So as entrepreneurs, as business owners, there's a lot to do. And there's a lot of conflicting schedules where there's times that I'm working and there's times that my partner is working. So how do we start to create containers for us to build deep connection? So we have a couple of things that we do every single week. So for instance, we have a state of the relationship conversation where we tap in and we check in with each other and we say, here is our protected container. We set the energetic boundaries. We understand the purpose, right? To go back to that purpose, intention and impact. We know that the purpose is for us to grow together. We're, we're showing up out of a place of radical compassion and love for each other. So that's really the foundation that we stand on. Our intentions with our state of the relationship conversation is to check in, to talk about what's going well. What are we struggling with? What are you really proud of? What's something that you want more of? How's our sexual intimacy? Is, is there something that you're craving or that you're yearning for? And how do I express pleasure and devotion to you in a different way. Um, there's kind of a whole number of things that we cover on a weekly basis. And because we have that set energetic container, we know that that happens every Monday night. We have that conversation, whether it's before dinner, or as we're cooking dinner, we kind of have this beautiful space so that maybe it's Thursday and something happens and I'm kind of like, oh, like that didn't feel good. It may not be the right time if he's in the middle of a big work thing or I've got something going on and my weekend is booked. It's not always the right space to have that conversation. So I know, okay, on Monday, I can bring up this thing and then we can really dive into it and dig into the deeper levels and the energetic work that we need to do surrounding that thing. So we always have our state of the relationship conversation on Mondays. We like to protect our Friday nights for date night, whether that's a date night in or we get dressed up and we go out to dinner. Like that's one of our favorite things to do for a date night is what's a new restaurant to go to or what's one of our favorite restaurants? Like, what are you really craving? And it's just like, okay, we know five o'clock on Friday, we're shutting it down. We're closing up our, our businesses and we're gonna go. And it's just a time for us to have fun and chat and talk. And we can talk about business. We can talk about fun. So we protect those particular days. And then we give space throughout the week to where if you need to work late or have meetings or go to happy hour with friends or do things, those, those things we build in. Um, we always protect our weekends, Saturday and Sunday. We have big chunks of time in the morning for our, our movement practice. And then what I like to call uninterrupted intimacy. So scheduling uninterrupted intimacy means yes, put sex on the calendar. So when we start to think about pleasure and what it takes to fully drop into an embodied sexual practice, it takes time. It's not just fucking seven minutes of pounding to a fucking sneeze orgasm. There's so much more to pleasure and so much more to that beautiful intimate connection. So we put a two or three hour time block every Saturday and Sunday morning for us to just connect. And we'll also honor our own different erotic desires. So if I'm yearning for more energetic and sensual type of 
experiences, we know that that's happening. If my partner is craving something a little bit more kinky or, or intense, then we can know that that's on the calendar. And then that gives us the whole week to build up these, this excitement and things to look forward to. And then all the sex that we have throughout the week is just like little bonus add-ons on top of, we already know our time is protected for that scheduled uninterrupted intimacy. And then on Sunday, we close up our week by saying, okay, what do you have coming up this week? What's on your calendar? When are we going to prioritize our time together? When do we want to have our state of the relationship conversation? Monday works for you. Good, good. Okay. And then we move through. So that's kind of our week flow is that we have to have these clear boundaries because if we don't, our energy leaks out and our partnerships become not the priority. So if you think about prioritizing, right? What's your priority list? The priority list should always be yourself first. So I make sure that I have at least two days of self-pleasure meditation. My meditation and embodiment practice happens every day, but I especially try to make sure that I have self-pleasure booked in at least two or three times a week for myself. So always taking care of yourself first, your movement practice, your water, your sleep, all those things that are going to make you show up as the best version of you. The next should be your partner always, because your partner is going to be the one who takes care of you when you can't take care of yourself. So that should always be priority number two and making sure that that's on the calendar and on the schedule. If you have a family, that should be number three priority is like your family is an extension of you and your partner. So making sure you prioritize your children. And then number four comes work. So once we can pour ourselves into our work, it's, it's that thing that happens after everything else is taken care of. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs are like, fuck no, like it's always work first. Like work is taking care of myself, but there's more depth that happens that is available when we can prioritize our connection to source and spirit and self. So those yeah. are some of the containers we start with. Oh, I so appreciate your transparency and openness because where else do we hear about this? And I might even include some of those questions in the show notes for people if they're yeah. craving and the structure and wanting to go about it themselves. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I also want to point out that maybe, you know, looking at this, it's like, oh, that structure and it could to some people maybe feel limiting or constraining, mm -hmm. but, but a little perspective shift for you all. Um, Cause I'm sure you would agree, Kendall, where it's like that structure and that container that you guys have set Monday, Friday, you know, the Sunday check-in um, it allows for freedom. And like you said, you're, there's no longer that energy leak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think the simplest perspective shift, I get that a lot with my clients where they're like, wait, you mean I have to have sex? It's like, no, you don't have to, you get to. That's the shift instead of, oh, I'm having to spend this time. I'm having to make these schedules instead of shifting that energy to say, I get to. And being able to say like, wow, this is something I get to be that much more attentive and present and focused on. So of course it's gonna feel different and it's gonna feel good. So I think it is a simple fundamental and shift of your perspective. And yeah. when we can do that, it does, as you say, create more freedom. So it's like, okay, it's Thursday. I know that I'm going to go to yoga with a girlfriend and then go have wine and sit by her fire pit in the backyard. Like, I don't even have to check with my partner on that. It's just kind of like, hey, just to let you know, this is what I'm doing. I'll be home around this time so we can eat dinner together. Okay, great. Like, don't, like not even a second thought because 
I know we have date night tomorrow. We have all of our time blocked for the week. So it's just that easy, free flowing ability to be able to do that. Mm, yes. Yeah. So good. Mm. So I do want to make sure that, you know, as we're getting towards the end here, that if there's maybe something that I didn't ask um, that you'd mm. like to make sure and pop in, now is your time. Oh, I mean, there's so many different layers we can go. You know, I can talk about sex and partnerships and relationships all day long. Um, hmm. I think that the one thing that I want to just leave people with is the opportunity to meet themselves and meet themselves in their pleasure and know that pleasure is healthy and it's beautiful and it's yours to claim. And when you can make that space to create a practice that honors yourself and really comes from that space of devotion to self, then you get to tap into that beautiful soul yearning of pleasure that exists within your body. And so the more that you can make that space for you, the more fully you'll be able to meet a partner when you're ready to do that. Mm, coming full circle we started with the pleasure meditation and here we are closing it out with pleasure and meeting ourselves in that pleasure mm. so perfect how can people find you because you know after this conversation they're going to want more of you yes oh please I have endless endless supply to give um I would say the easiest way to connect with me is on Instagram at soul saturation so give me a follow send me a direct message any questions that you have that's an, a really easy way to get in touch with me um to honor some of the censorship that exists on Facebook and um, Instagram. I also am a channel on a platform called pleaseme.com. I love to give them a shameless plug. Um, you can find the link to join the digital sexual revolution in my bio on Instagram. So please me is a really cool platform. I love um, talking about it. So it's a woman owned business organization. And it's basically a social media platform for sexuality. So there's this beautiful galaxy that exists of your sexuality and there's seven different worlds ranging for, for your own erotic desires, ranging from sacred spirituality and sexuality, which is where I tend to live and hang out all the way to more intense fetishes and BDSM and different types of kinks. And so depending upon your sexual preferences, you take a quiz, you get classified into a world, and it's a completely anonymous platform. So one of the things that I think a lot of people have some fear around is openly communicating and saying, hey, I'm interested in full body orgasms. How does that happen? Or what's squirting? How do I do that? And so it's a beautiful resource where there's all these different types of resources and you can go in completely anonymous and read information, watch videos, um, and you can be in a total voyeur mode. So people don't even know that you're there, which is a kind of cool way to do that. So I also create um, information on that platform. And so you can find that link in my Instagram bio. And of course, Soul Saturations, the podcast is a beautiful opportunity for you to learn more. We have all sorts of juicy, delicious guests that come on and you can always find my website, soulsaturations.com and you can reach out to me there, schedule a free discovery call on my website. 
Wow. So there is no lack of ways to reach out and no. find Kendall. And <laughs> yes. thank you for that little plug for Please Me. I've never heard of that, but I'm, mm. I'm intrigued. So I'll send you the link so that you can put it directly in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in. Oh my gosh. We would love to, if you're listening, you know, and, and you got something out of this, like we would love to hear. And, and if you have questions, you know, like obviously we only scratched the surface here. And so yes. reach out to Kendall, <laughs> reach out to me. We are here for you because we know that you're not meant to go through this journey alone. There are people like us that are literally devoted. We've devoted our lives to supporting you along your journey. Mm-hmm. So until next time, much love. Thank you. Mwah. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Heart to Heart Conversations, the podcast. If there's someone in your life that would really benefit from listening to this episode, it would mean the world to me if you took 30 seconds to share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, text it to them, do whatever you have to do to spread this message of hope with the ones you love most. Until next time, keep following your heart.